Hello, family and friends. I'm honored today to have with me Caleb and Joshua Gober from Canaan Land Ministries. And sure excited about having you guys here. We're at a minister's conference in Gatlinburg and just had met these guys. And it's amazing how God works to where one of the people I've always admired and wanted to meet was your father, Mac. And, you know, just a quick story about when I was witnessing to people years ago, somebody said, why don't you give them a track? And I, and I hate to admit how dumb I was on the, on the podcast, but I didn't know what a track was. And, and they said, well, it's you know, a little pamphlet about Jesus kind of a thing, you right, know? And, yeah. and just that day, when I went home, I saw a special on TV about your dad and how he had gotten saved. And I hope yeah. maybe one, that's one of the things that maybe we could talk about today <laughs> as we start out. And yeah. so I've always admired, like, that was that God wanted me to know that example, what yeah, one, track, track, yeah. one track can do. And so I give them out all over and... Uh, and so praise God. Well, let's pray. Father, we're just ready for what you have for us today through Caleb and Joshua. Thank you for their time to be here with us. And thank you, Father, that everything that we say will be of you, Father, and nothing of us. And just thank you for your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you guys want to start out, maybe just talk a little bit, maybe about your dad's testimony, and then Canaanland Ministries, and then we'll go on to the next podcast where we run out of time. Sounds good. You know, our dad, you know, from we grew up knowing the saved version of dad. Yeah. Thank God we didn't know the unsaved or getting sanctified side yes. of Matt Gober. Yes. <laughs> but uh, he got saved in 1974, downtown San Diego, California. And he said, you know, I don't know how to explain it. He said, but when I met Jesus, he said, I met him in the most real way. He said, it's literally like Jesus came and sat down on my heart and he began to look out of my eyes, and he said, you know, before, I always saw people just through the eyes of hate and through my painful experience growing up. He said, but when Jesus came in, sat down on my heart, he said, I started seeing people the way that Jesus saw people. And uh, he said, I just wanted to uh, love everybody, you know, within, within 360 degrees of me. Amen. And uh, he said, I just fell in love with Jesus. And, you know, my dad, you know, he... You know, he was raised in a, you know, broken home, broken family. My grandmother was an alcoholic, you know, his mother, alcoholic, living with an alcoholic. Dad, womanizer, you know, never there, but he fought for this country. And so when my dad got of age, he's like, well, you know, my dad went to fight for this country. I'm going to go fight for this country too. And mm -hmm. so he volunteered for the Vietnam, you know, war, went and, you know, did that and came back to a very, country they didn't seem to appreciate what he went to do to fight to keep this country free and he's like well this is what you think of me and this is pretty much what i think of you and just lost all self-control and started tagging along with the hell's angels and uh the biker club um did you know any kind of filthy foul thing that you could think of that's what he did and he got very depraved in his mind even to the point that even his outlaw buddies would lock him in a barn for like couple weeks at a time and slide food underneath the door just to keep him alive because that's how insane you know that he went and he said it's funny how the devil no, never shows you the end of sin he doesn't he doesn't show you all that stuff at the beginning you know it's all the the lights and the party and the you know the yeah. perversion and and you know all, all the things you can have but he, he never shows you where that road leads and so he said you know he was downtown San Diego California and this guy walked up to him and you got to understand, you know, back then, you know, he had long, strangly hair. 
you know, big old bushy. He said, I'm not talking about one of those little crop jobs. He said, look like an upside down broom, you know. And he said, little critters used to live in his beard, you know. <laughs> and uh, they'd love it when he'd rob a jelly donut store, you know. <laughs> he said, they'd party for weeks, you know. And he said, back then, you know, they didn't take uh, a lot of baths, you know, too often and, and stuff. And, you know, things kind of attract to you. But this was his condition. You know, he didn't smell good, didn't look good. But this guy came up and he just stood there and he held out this track. And he's like, Dad's like, well, I'll just take it to get him to go away. And so he looks at that card and it said, just as I am. And he thought, so what? I know who I am. He tried to throw it down. He said the, the thing literally stuck to his thumb. And he tried to throw it down again and it stuck to his finger. And so he picks it up and he starts reading this track and it said there's such a funny thing going around that people think they ought to get saved first and you got to get cleaned up first before God will have anything to do with you. And it said that's just a lie, but God committed his love toward us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. And he's like, oh, okay. And he said he rolled it up, stuck it in his pocket, figured it'd be, you know, a good thing to smoke later, you know, good rolling paper, <laughs> you know, later on. And then a couple weeks later, he walks into this drug addict's apartment and he finds a religious pamphlet about God on the ground. I mean, you don't see things like that in a drug addict's apartment. I mean, it had, you know, he had women on the wall and Harley Davidson's and mm-hmm. all kinds of, and dad emphasized Harley Davidson's, you know, and uh, he, <laughs> he was a big, big Harley fan. But he said, you didn't see things about God in that apartment, but he found this thing about God and it started saying if God had, said that this was going to happen, and it happened just like he said it would. He said this was going to happen, and it, and it started listing several prophecies and said all of them came to pass, and it said if God wasn't wrong and all that, that he's certainly not wrong about his son Jesus coming back, but only for those that are saved and know the Lord. So he said it really you know, struck home with him, but this guy came out of the back of the apartment and my dad said well, where, the, where did this religious pamphlet come from he said oh this big old fat black and he didn't use the word black but the black woman come in he said i punched her in the mouth and you know that blankety blank thing just fell out of her hand and whenever my dad would share his testimony he would weep over that lady that got hit because he said thank god for a woman that was courageous enough to get out of her four church walls and said mm-hmm. hey i want to tell you about something I want to tell you about the Lord. And he said, she'll never know this side, uh, you know, uh, of things. Yeah. It had to be until we get to eternity with Jesus for her to find out the impact that that pamphlet had. Because he went and he bawled himself to sleep, you know, that night in his apartment. And he didn't know any traditional salvation prayer, mm-hmm. you know, but when he went in his room, he said he got down and he was like, Lord, you know, forgive me the, the time that I write and right in the middle of the sentence after he tried to name something, he said, but Mike, I love you. What about the time that I murdered and right in the middle of it's his sentence, God would cut him off and say, but Mike, I love you. And he said, it's literally like he got an open vision of Jesus hanging on the cross. He said, it's like his room lit up, like just the intensity of bright light. And he said for the first time in his life, he saw Jesus hanging on the cross and not for the rest of the world, but just for him. God would do it just for him. He would do it. It was like it was so personal. The encounter was so real. 
And his prayer for salvation in that moment was, God, if there's room in heaven for one more, please let it be me. And, you know, he, he like I said, he cried himself to sleep that night, woke up, and he said he had like a joy in his heart that he had never felt before in his entire life. And he said everything just looked greener, everything. It just, uh, he, he said he remembers walking out and ants uh, crossing the, the pavement, the walkway, and he said he remembers stepping over and said, I don't even want to step on you today. I, just, <laughs> I love you. But he found the first thing that said church, you know, and he didn't know anything about denominations or anything like that. He just thought churches were on that side of the town for people that lived yep. over there. People yep. churches on this side of the town. People lived over there. And he just, he got plugged into church, and it was a growing process. Um, Praise you know, after God. That. Well, we have one of you guys pray here. And, um, you know, the, the part of that testimony that I've said many times to people was about that black lady that, that got that track, got punched in the face. I can't wait to meet her in heaven. I'm sure your dad has already met her in heaven, right? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the power right. of tracks. And I want to encourage everybody out there is give out a track to somebody. Maybe you can't say anything yet. Just, uh, just, just hand them a track or whatever, because a lot of people have been saved on tracks, oh, yeah. including your dad. If one of you guys wouldn't go ahead and say the prayer for us, please. Hello, Father Wiz. Thank you for today. And we thank you for this podcast. And we thank you that light is going out all over the internet. And I thank you that... Yes. People listening will, that brief testimony will impact their lives where they'll go out and share light with people. They won't be afraid to tell what Jesus has done for them. They can be a living track. They don't have to be a piece of paper, but a living track, a living testimony for what Jesus has done for them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're looking forward to going on a day two here, guys. (laughs) Let them know how you can contact your ministry, if you would, like website or what's the best way. Caneland.com, just C-A-N-A-A-N-L-A-N-D.com. They can go there and you can see you know, more about our ministry, how to, how to get connected, really. And we'll talk yeah. about that more in the next podcast, folks. And we sure do love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary, and he's coming back soon.